Bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 2, Episode 42, Becoming Anime. Sorta. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jesse. You can also call me Cypher. <clears throat> you get it. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today we have Cupid. That's right, we have Cupid, the runner of the Cupid Needs Content Tournament Series, Online Melee Tournament Series. And I'm so excited to get into this with you. It was me, Cupid, and twitch.tv slash poorcupid. The stream was involved with the interview. Let's go. I love having interviews where the person who I'm talking to is on their stream. Not that it's required or anything like that, but it was really fun to do that. So that's part of it. The other thing is, is that I could not hear Cupid at all times because both of our collective lack of internet resources made it hard to hear but cupid was recording on audacity so the audio comes through to you perfectly so let's go ahead and get to it why is it so quiet oh right transition here we are bottom of the smash mountain and today i'm so excited to be joined by the person who runs cupid needs content a tournament series held online for super smash brothers melee today i have cupid thank you so much for joining me Oh, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. It was great to hear that there's like this whole other part of Melee that I did not yet know about. There are many, many locals and small little tournaments that are held, but when I learn about new ones, it's always fun. I can't enter events myself because I do not have the resources to do that at the moment. I have no internet at home. That's the big that's the big blocker. But the point of all that is that Fire introduced us to each other, Firepuff12, so I want to give credit where credit is due on the on the Fire Nation Discord. So it was, it was nice to meet you there, and then we're going to probably lead with this. This is a good way to start off the podcast. Your current situation, I was made aware of that a little bit by Fire and said, can you, Cypher, can you have Cupid onto the podcast? And I said, that's like the least I can do. But hearing your story, I'm, I'm so interested in that as well. But I think the best place to start is not to bury the lead to kind of talk about what your stream plans are here for next Monday, July 5th, and to talk about that a little bit. All right. So uh, as I have explained to my stream, but not to the podcast, uh, I am in quite the financial hole lately. My car had a water pump that I had to replace, and that cost me about 600 bucks and now my spark plugs have actually gone bad i had to actually uh deliver food via doordash using my dad's car today um so i'm in a pretty rough spot uh so my plan was well actually there's a lot more to it than that but the main thing is my car uh so my plan is i'm going to be doing a marathon stream of pokemon heart gold with a randomizer nuzlocke style and any money donated to me, uh, each dollar will extend the stream by one minute. And you can also, like, purchase incentives that'll still extend the stream as well. So, it'll be a lot of fun. I think very interactive with the viewers uh, who show up. And I think that's what I really want from my stream Monday. Also, it happens to be my 24th birthday that day. So I really hope to see a lot of you guys there. At least some birthday wishes, you know, something like that. But, yeah. So, the stream will run for a minimum of six hours. Uh, and as I said, each dollar will ex extend the stream by one minute. And uh, the stream can run up to a maximum of 36 hours. Uh, I don't know 
if I can handle doing 36 hours, but I will certainly try if I manage to make the money for that. <laughs> you're going to give it your best shot. And I think that because you're, I don't want to call it a Hail Mary because you probably have not necessarily a wide range of options, but this is certainly one that you say to yourself, I can do a couple of things at once by having a donation thon, a donathon, or however you pronounce it, stream. So it's cool to hear that it's all sort of like converging into one sort of celebration, but also to say, hey, it, you as the viewer, if I have done anything, you or I, I'm referring to your perspective, Cupid's perspective of saying, if I've done anything for you that added to your life, if you could help support me, I'm in a bit of a situation, then that would be very, very helpful. And to have incentives and like all kinds of stuff that you're planning on doing <laughs> and extending the stream by a whole minute after $1. I, I'm nervous that somebody with a big pocket is going to hear about this and swing a $100 donation or something. First of all, that'd be cool. But then that's like over an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so okay. I hope, I hope that you have that kind of a problem <laughs> as compared to not enough engagement. So I, I'll try to stop in myself. I don't, I'm going to be working on Monday, but I can certainly hop into a chat for a few minutes and at least wish you happy birthday. So, but let me say uh, now a happy early birthday. That's very cool. I will be turning 26 later this year. So we're actually not too far apart in age. You were born a, a year and a half or whatever, two years after I was in like 1997 or something. Right. Am yeah. I getting, am I getting close? Yeah. 97. And that's my way of transitioning to, the beginning of the story for you and Melee. I'm, I have a Melee podcast here, so we can start sooner than Melee if you want to, but how did Melee come to be a part of your life? Um, so it's hard to remember exactly how it started, but I can give you the story of how I got into Smash in general. And then, it, well, I guess Smash in general is what led to Melee. So Back in, I want to say it was 2016-ish, uh, I used to play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! And in this card shop that we had, eventually we ended up hosting some local Smash tournaments. And uh, that card shop has since closed. Very, very sad. But uh, after, you know, seeing those Smash tournaments and we had been playing, you know, casual Smash 4... Uh, I uh I met one of my closest friends in the uh the Smash community, Lucidity. Um and uh we we played a few friendlies. I I played Jigglypuff against I don't remember what character he played, and I took a couple stocks in my first ever game, and this was Melee. Um and uh for a while I couldn't really figure out how to get into our local Smash scene. But later, uh at the local community college, I, I find no other than Lucidity himself sitting at, uh, like, a table in the hallway, and he has a CRT, and he's playing Melee in the hallway. And uh, at that point, I'm like, yo, you remember me, man? You want you want to play? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then eventually, uh, I asked him, like, yo, I, I've been meaning to get into tournaments, because between um, that card shop story and the... Uh, the community college story i had watched evo 2016 and uh something about seeing hbox roll around on the floor crying really just stuck out to me and i was like i want to have an emotional moment like that from playing a video game 
So, as a result, uh, yeah, I was like, yo, how do I get into the local tournaments and all that stuff? And he was like, oh, we, we host them on Thursday nights at the, uh, the local university. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll see you there. And then uh, from there, it's, the rest is pretty much history. That's very cool to hear that one of the more influential tournaments that you saw was EVA 2016 because I actually just spoke to a person who Hungrybox tore through on the way to winning that tournament, not Armada, sadly, but, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing Johnny Gamble a little bit, who I just had on to the podcast, told me, yeah, I was in the bracket and Hungrybox two owed me very solidly, but I was someone that was in his bracket that day that he won Evo 2016. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So it's just so weird to me how 24 hours later, after that conversation happens, I'm talking to you and we're talking about Evo 2016 again, which is a great, the grand finals was, I mean, that's still something that I go back to every once in a while and watch. You could probably tell from my Twitter profile picture, but I am a big Jigglypuff fan. I would say the biggest reason why is because of that comeback mechanic. So if you like to play as Jigglypuff and if you like watching Jigglypuff, does that mean, first of all, are you still playing Jigglypuff today? And also just, can you talk about what you like about the character? Um, so no, I actually don't play Jigglypuff anymore. Uh, the reason I played Jigglypuff in Smash 4 was because uh, according to the tier list, she was the worst character. And I liked to beat all of my friends with the worst character in the game because I'm just that kind <laughs> of person. <laughs> Cause I'm just that kind of person. So, uh, yeah, I was playing Jigglypuff and then I was like, okay, I'll try Jigglypuff in melee and see what that's like. Uh, since then, uh, when I went to my first tournament, I tried Fox. I got absolutely washed by like the best player in Reno at the time. He no longer lives here, but I got washed uh, and then after that, uh, it took about, I, I think it was my third tournament. I decided, you know what? I'll just try like Sheik. And then I won my first ever set as Sheik. And then I played Sheik for about four years. And then just recently in February, I switched to Peach as my new main because I like Peach's punish game. I think the way she plays is a little bit more fun. She's definitely a lot more unique. Uh, and those are all things that I typically look for when I am picking a character. So between playing as Kirby, who is, well, Kirby, between Kirby and Bowser being the worst characters in the game, you thought to yourself, well, that's probably a little bit too much <laughs> self-punishment. I have to go for Peach, who, who is a strong character for sure, but usually not looked at as a top tier character. It's more viewed as like a high tier character how, how do you think the transition from maining chic to maining peach is going thus far because if that was february we're talking on june 30th yeah um so i actually feel like against like fast fallers my peach is just way better already and i feel like that's pretty telling of how much i actually like cared to play the character and like learn the character because like I don't know. My Sheik kind of just gets washed by every fox under the sun. But my Peach, sometimes I just kill people off of one hit. Like, uh, I think when I, I recently played Mellow Box, who had a game five set with Ben in parked in bracket. Uh, that was the most recent bracket I was able to play in myself. And I started that set just like zero to deathing a fox that was just way better than me. And I was like, yeah. And then I got destroyed. I, I got like double two stocked that set. So... <laughs> 
but uh so no i'm sorry yeah. go, go ahead uh but uh at the moment i still rather play Sheik for like against puff and against marth because those two matchups are just feel so hard for peach oh marth really oh that's interesting in your perspective is it just because as ppmd says marth has a big sword and he just swings the sword um to an extent yeah uh, my biggest issue in the matchup is, like, Marth can just, like, sort of safely space aerials on shield and then dash away, and then I can't, like, grab or dash attack him. And since Peach is so slow, Marth kind of just gets away for free. So I kind of just have to, like, really out outplay the Marth by, like, constantly outspacing him and stuff. And the reason I don't like Puff is because it's more of the same except for with Puff's back air. And then Ariel drift away. So with with turnips though, I my general rule of thumb in my brain is that with with turnips, it's sort of like you pull that out when you're playing against another floaty character, well, a non-spacey or a non-falcon. But as a very inexperienced melee player, you can correct me on this when I when I bring up this whole concept of like trying to lean into the fact that approaching with Peach and also being approached by the Marth is difficult because the Marth can dash away very easily in space very easily with the sword. What do you think about trying to zone a little bit more with Peach? Um, so personally, I feel like if the Marth is playing the matchup correctly, I'm never going to have enough space to try and pull a turnip because he'll be able to just hit me for trying. Because turnip is kind of slow. Um, kind of the same thing with Puff, except for like... Puff just sort of can back air the turnip and, like, just hit it so it, you know, doesn't actually connect with Puff. Uh, also, in perfect melee, they're going to just catch the turnip every single time. So, yeah. But, you know, I I am far from the level of perfect melee, I would definitely say. I'm probably the second worst melee VTuber at the game. Wait, that means there's a worst. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, not to put anyone on blast, but yeah, there is one that is worse at the game than I am. It's a, it's one step at a time. And hey, you are you're you're not even a year into playing your new main, so as you know, you know this so much better than I do because <laughs> I've only gone to one IRL tournament this past Saturday. The skill level of people that you'll come across in unranked and in tournament brackets online, I'm sure can be very high especially if it's like a more well-known tournament series like i'm thinking about like training mode tuesdays or something but the all that to say i'm sure it's <laughs> it feels really weird at times where you're like oh this is a good matchup that i happened into we seem to be fairly matched in skill but i'm sure sometimes it feels like all that happens is you run into a competent falco on unranked and you go oh here we go again um well, I don't know. Personally, I don't mind getting completely destroyed. The issue that I have is when I'm getting destroyed because of A, my internet being bad, or B, like my controller having issues. Luckily, my current controller doesn't have very many, but like the internet hurts a lot. I went and I played some uh, IRL Melee just recently, and I was going like even with like the best player here. So, uh, well, not even. I... I'm I'm giving myself a little bit too credit, a little bit too much credit, but uh, I was doing pretty good. Brought him to last stock pretty much every game. 
uh, Falco main. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't getting entirely washed with my four-month-old peach. So, yeah. Uh, so if... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. The biggest thing is, like, I like close games. I don't like losing close games because I always oh, yeah. I always immediately realize, like, oh, I could have done that better. And then I just get mad at myself. Is it hard to look at VODs of a close match where you lose that where you lose that game? Yeah. So uh I know this about myself as a player, but I panic and I start just like when I'm panicking, I get way more aggressive and then if you just like dash away from me, I lose. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Like good patience and good spacing against me are just how you just destroy me. Because you start to get a little bit of that urgency in the back of your mind where you're like, okay, I'm down right now, or the we're down and you're down in the set or something like that, and you're trying to force it a little bit more. And that will throw you off completely because Peach requires a lot of discipline, or at least that's what it seems like, because as spaces or melee players in general start to master tech skill more and spacing more and defensive options more some of peach's options can sort of start to feel a little bit a little bit less effective perhaps does that sound right to you yeah peach is very slow so as a result of her being so slow like all of the top tiers are faster than her so if you just sort of run away you can just sort of get away <laughs> and i can't kill you off of one hit so like it's a, it's a i don't know I've, I've noticed a lot that, like, when I'm usually doing really well is when people aren't just camping me. And then even my closest friends will occasionally camp me now because I just start beating them too much. And they just like, oh, well, fine. I'll take advantage of the fact that your character is slower than mine. I will run away. I will laser you. And you will have to deal with it. And I was like, okay, cool, I guess. Get, guess this is how we're playing now. So in your estimation, as an up-and-coming peach main would you say that someone like armada or just even if another peach player starts to really transcend and climb up the ranks similar to how all the captain falcons seem to be doing that currently you know players like s2j and wizzy and nun are sort of dominating in the top 10 sphere like if there was a peach that was at that level how much adaptation would the other players and characters have to do like i think about <laughs> this is something i fantasize about every now and again and i'm just curious about your thoughts where it's zane versus armada they never played where zane was at his well where he's at now like zane is the best player in the world more or less and armada of course a fantastic peach probably well of course the best peach ever but the point of all that is i could just really picture in my mind zane just starting to learn how to catch all the turnips and armada needing to figure out how to figure out how that spacing like like you said like what you're trying to figure out all that kind of stuff like do you think that do you think that it would be like how cool would it be to see a Zane versus Armada, or is this nothing that you ever, really ever think about? Um, I know that Zanes played lot a lot because they were from the same region, so I feel like Zane would probably wash Armada pretty badly. Uh, but Armada has always been more of a uh, a patient player. He's been like punishes your bad spacing and all that. 
And uh, I feel like if Zane just, you know, plays it right, it should be pretty much free. You know, if he just plays safe, does his usual... I don't know if you've seen the clips of Zane using Marth's dash away to avoid, like, grabs by exactly one pixel. But he does that a f- more than anyone else I've ever seen, so... <laughs> yeah, it could be really rough for Armada. Uh, I I would like to see that matchup. Tragically, we won't get that. The best we've got is, like, Law to Rio beat versus Zane. Uh, and, I mean, there's a lot to be learned from those matchups as well. Like, Lod and Rio beat are still very good Peach role models, and I feel like they should get plenty of credit as being the two that are, like, the most pioneering of the character at the moment. Keizu as well, but Keizu... Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't really watch much Keizu, not to be mean or anything. <laughs> I So I, I can't really say much about him, but I definitely do a lot of... uh. Rio beat studying, and I, I watch a lot of Lod VODs, so... Yeah, I wanted to make sure that we mention Keizu, because you were talking about Rio beat and Lod, so the other Peach player that I can think of off the top of my head is Blue's Clues from Texas, but I haven't watched a lot of Blue's Clues Peach, so there are Peaches that can get far in a bracket, and most recently in my memory, I remember po- Keizu getting all the way to winner's final finals in like the four loco fight night a few months ago. So yeah, I, I still think that peach can do it, but I don't know how realistic it is for one of the current peach players to start to make that push. And I'm only thinking that because maybe perhaps, especially for Rio beat in particular, that online hasn't been like the kindest to, how Ryubi goes through in tournaments, but with IRL starting to come back here little by little, I'm hoping to see Peach kind of come back into the picture a little bit. I'm only thinking that because some of the Peach players seem to have, throughout the course of the online era, have sort of kind of just laid a little bit lower and not entered as many things. And we've seen the rise of the Captain Falcons come up, especially in the online era. But I'm wondering if there'll be something similar to that for Peach or maybe perhaps Sheik because people like Captain Face Roll will start to compete in IRLs again, or at least hopefully. So it's going to be interesting. But for your perspective, yes, please tell me what you like so much about Rio Beats Peach or, or about Lod. Just talk about that for a little bit. All right, so I feel like Lod is like probably one of the best defensive players out there like he's very good at just like ah man i'm at a loss for words of how to describe this but he's very good at like forcing scenarios which he can win in uh rio beat i like because he's very technical he does a lot of the peach tech stuff that i want to learn but i feel like i probably won't be able to because he's just sick uh i forgot to mention polish uh I didn't watch much of Polish's run to get into the uh, the uh, Summit Qualifier thing, but uh, I have to do that at some point and see what Polish does. Uh, um, there's other Peaches as well, like Aura, or formerly known as Light, I believe. Another very defensive Peach, but defensive in a different way, because Lod will take his defense and instantly switch it into offense. Aura will just sort of attrition you out, I think. Um... 
So I've, I've already lost what the question was. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no worries. It was just more or less about like you, what, what do you like about the top peach players? I, and you had mentioned Ryu beat and yeah. lot in particular, but I like that you mentioned aura and Polish as well, because yes, those, those people deserve kudos as well in terms of like really good peaches out here. Yeah. There are a lot of peaches that can get it done. It's just, there's no one peach that is just like, representing the character at like a top 10 level you know yeah and hopefully like from my perspective i'm I'm hoping to see something like that happen in the future or as irls come back in particular but we'll see because you can also say that for chic as well that there's not a lot of chic representation at the top 10 level aside from plup who plups in fairness does pull out fox occasionally so I, I don't know if that's like true chic maining or not but for the peach players that we've mentioned, I don't think any of them have like a true secondary that they'll pull out for bad matchups. Although you can speak to that better than me. Does Rio beat have like a Fox or, <laughs> or does Lod have a Marth? <laughs> uh, I think Lod has a Fox, but I don't think I've ever seen either of them have like secondaries at a bracket level. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's hard to say for certain if they do have secondaries, but peach, I don't know. Peach is cool. I feel like if you want to make it to the top levels, Peach, you've got to spend so much time like learning what you can do with her in every situation. Because Peach, I feel like, is a character that can do so much that hasn't been discovered yet. So for you, are you trying to be one of the people who figures all that kind of stuff out, put all the new tech together and put it into Peach and be able to outplay and outspace other characters? Or are you trying to get to the point where you just become sort of like a known peach respected peach what are your goals with playing melee as is one way of asking that question i mean like i feel like the end game for anyone who wants to really like make a name for themselves should be the best in the world uh i don't know if i'll ever make it that far but i definitely want to have a legacy as peach you know I want to be one of the names that's remembered years from now as, like, a really good peach. That's really cool that, that you have that ambition to do that. So entering in events and getting practice in and doing tech skill, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What what about improvement excites you the most that you feel as if you really hardly have to psych yourself up to get into it for me i have a very hard time thinking about practicing tech skill because i don't have the resources to do that quite yet unless i want to boot up the crt and play against computers which i have very little interest in doing so like i'm very different from armada in that sense where armada would just play against cpus back in sweden and then somehow be able to take that practice and just crush people in the united states when you come over to play but like that's not me. So for you, what about improvement excites you? Um, so I feel like when I improve, the, the, the thing that makes me happiest about improvement is when I do something that I've been trying to learn for like a while consistently. I had all... Okay, so here's this, a little bit of a sad story. But uh, I didn't know how to act out of shield for like the first three years of playing Melee. And I was still almost taking sets off of local PR here. And the second I learned how to wave dash out of shield, uh, it was like, I, I felt so much like adrenaline. I had to go pace around my apartment for like an hour 
it was so much. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, since then I have switched characters to Peach and uh, Peach's float, like she'll drop float and all that. She does so much stuff. And, like, she's one of the few characters that can get consistent plus frames on shield. And I feel like that's really good. I like to be the one who's, you know, holding the offense and not, you know, blocking. But I do spend a lot of my time on net play just blocking and watching what my opponent's doing. So, like, when I beat, like, a Marth that's, like, even, like, slightly better than me, I, I pop off a little bit on the inside. Because... I feel like I don't have any, like, real practice in that matchup. Because, you know, I've been playing Sheik and Smarth all this time. So when I beat a Marth with Peach, it's like, wow, what did I do there? How did I do it? How do I do it again? And, uh, I feel that about, like, a lot of things. Like, if I'm beating someone who's better than me, which doesn't normally happen, I'll be honest. But, you know, those games where I just, like, get a, a huge upset... It's like, wow, that was so much information that I need to recover for later. Because I just need to take it, and I need to keep going, and I need to I need to just, like, grow as a player. And I need to, you know, I want, I want to accomplish the goal of being a remembered player as Peach. So, so you, would, you would say that you find yourself wanting to analyze and break down situations when you're coming out on top, but you have a lot less interest when you're the one who's losing the scenario, losing that moment, or losing the game? Well, when I'm losing, I can usually pinpoint why I'm losing, and I you know, I'm just like, oh, okay, I need to stop doing this. And then in my brain, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I have to do. And then I don't do it for some reason. So... Uh, it's just like... I don't know. I feel like watching myself lose just makes me mad. <laughs> but I, I, there's obviously still stuff to learn from it. But I don't want to. How do I? Do, how do I explain this? I don't want to take myself and like just. I don't want to tilt myself from watching stuff that I know I did wrong. You know, and I. And I understand it's good to learn that way, but like, I don't know. It's it's just hard. I kind of understand where you're coming from. I think that if I if I lose a matchup, I think to myself, there's too many things that I could do better. And yeah, <laughs> picking one thing that I did that I felt was poor or bad play, picking one thing and blaming it on that might not be very helpful to me right now. I think what might be more helpful to me is to. to fix obvious things but i think about if i ever get to that point where i can move with my character well which i mean i haven't even settled on a main i think i want to be a falco but i'm kind of torn between falco marth and jigglypuff in that order so anyway i I, by the way as much as i enjoy watching puff i know how hard it is to play as puff so anyway the um all that to say i would think to myself at a certain point now I can start to pinpoint what happens in neutral. I can start to analyze VODs and see if I can see what the player that I lost to is reading me on and calling out a habit that I have or something that I do that 
I'm not necessarily realizing in the moment that I'm doing. Like every time they come down from the platform, I'm just sort of hanging out nearby ledge and that's bad or, or just something simple like that, that I might not be sort of like just I'm subconsciously doing something just to kind of like, I don't know, pass the time for three seconds while they come back from losing a stock. But all that to say, I'm thinking about how, if I were to look at a VOD where I lost the game and it was close or what have you, I would, at first, for a long time, I feel like I would not be able to pick any one thing. It would just be me going, that's a bad thing, that's a bad thing, that's a bad thing. I have a lot to work on. But for you, you, you probably feel like you've mastered a lot of things or do you feel like you still have so much to learn with Peach that it's just hard to pick any one thing to work on instead it's just more of like i want to learn how to do float cancel this this week so i'll do that and i'll just keep it moving so i feel like with peach right there's as i've said before there's so much that peach can do i don't think i will ever be able to fully learn everything that she can do so there it's it's definitely impossible to say whether or not oh wow this thing that i did was not optimal or it was optimal I mean, like, if I if I messed up and got hit for it, clearly not optimal. <laughs> but, you know, if it's, if it's let, let's just say I'm standing, like, against a Marth. Like, just out of, you know, say my dash attack range or something. And Marth just does, like, a short hop fair. I don't really know, like, me as a player, I, I know that I have to wait out the fair. I don't know how best to wait out the fair. Because, like, if you time that wrong, you're getting grabbed by the Marth. So, since you don't want to get grabbed by Marth, you've got to just, like, figure out, okay, here's what here's what I can do in that scenario. And it's like, if I'm just outside a fair range, and, you know, I, I let him whiff the fair, I have to weave in the dash attack, like, perfectly. Or else, you know, it's grab time. So, like... Peach has a lot of scenarios that are like that because Peach is so slow. You kind of just have to. Well, I feel like this is why Armada is so good because like Pe Peach is so slow that you kind of have to wait out your opponent, you know. And Armada was super good at waiting out his opponents. So, yeah, I I've got a lot to learn and I have a lot of patience that I have to work on as well. But it sounds like you have a pretty good mentality for wanting to learn and get better. And yes, it's hard to watch. It's certainly hard to watch yourself losing. And I don't think that it has to be the way to go. I mean, I, I <laughs> one of the things that I hear a lot from people who are giving advice on how to get better at Melee is watch the VODs that you lose and just get over the fact that you lost and just see why, why you lost the game. And that's fair because that's, that's how they wanted to learn and that's how, what they found to be helpful but it doesn't have that's not like the magic formula i think there are a lot of ways to get better at melee so it sounds like you're on the right path in in regards to knowing what suits you and what you prefer to do to do self-improvement and hey you'll get there when you get there it's not like you have like a ticking time clock that's saying you have to be good at melee by 2022 or else like there's 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 no pressure on that or at least I, I hope there's not yeah so so i wanted to ask you a little bit about the content creation side of things you run a tournament called cupid needs content after all so 
with playing Melee, there's obviously opportunities to make content out of, the, out of that. But how did you first start streaming? Or maybe was that your first attempt at doing content creation? Uh, no. So actually, I had started streaming way long ago. Uh, and uh, I had, you know, I had been grinding it out a little bit and playing mostly like Monster Hunter and PS4 games because I didn't have a computer that could really stream for the longest time. Uh, but eventually, I uh, I figured out, hey, look, my PC, I can just, like, I have this now. I could stream on it. And then, you know, I, I started streaming on it. Slippy came out. I was like, wow, I could probably stream Slippy. That would be cool. Uh, I did that for a while. Uh, and then fairly recently, I moved into my uncle's place. And uh, the internet here is not great. And uh, so... As a result of that, I uh, I made the series that I have branded as Cupid Needs Content because I wanted to have Melee content on my channel because, you know, it's my favorite game of all time. But I can't really stream and play the game myself at the same time. I mean, I can barely even play the game myself at this, like, the internet here is just limited, you know? So as a result, I was like, okay, well, I can watch people's, like, slippy replays, and I can just have some, me and some other person commentating over it, and then we can uh, we can just sort of figure it out from there. And, uh, yeah, so that's how Cupid Needs Content was born. I uh, started off by making it, like, an online local, because we had been lacking locals here, and uh, um, an online friend of mine with the tag Dusky uh sort of just like told squid the cat about it and then after squid the cat joined i was like i could probably get in like other streamers and then that's how i was like okay i'm gonna invite velparia i'm gonna invite firepuff 12 i'm gonna try and get in like 404 cray uh at one point i almost had hacks hacks money uh join but unfortunately the tournament wasn't east coast only so he decided not to which, you know, I understand. You don't want to play against West Coast as East Coast. That's not exactly fun. Uh, you don't want your inputs being eaten, especially when they're all digital. I get that. Um, but yeah, that's how Cupid Needs content came to be. Uh, I had done a few other Let's Plays. Uh, this was all before I became a VTuber, though, so I had to wipe all that out. Because, you know, VTuber, you don't really want people to know what you look like. Because... I don't know. I feel like it adds to the mystery for people if you're a VTuber to not have like a face reveal sort of deal. So, yeah, it's good for content. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you have not done the face reveal thing either because I'm I'm on the, the no face reveal yet train. Um, so if if you look kind of hard, I guess, I don't know how exactly hard it would be. My face has been revealed. I used to stream without a webcam. As I said, I have deleted all of those VODs, but uh, I have streamed with an actual webcam before. Uh, and I'm not, like, secretive about who I am in person, but, like, you know, on my channel and all that, like, other Twitch stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and just be VTuber person. And, uh, it's gonna be hard to... I'm, I'm gonna try my best to make it difficult to see what I actually look like. <laughs> <laughs> for me i i, I didn't want to start off by being all like 
this is my face, wham, and this is my family, wham. I was like, I think I could just sort of like, you know, steep that in. I want people to like me for <laughs> different reasons than my appearance. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm a super handsome boy or a really ugly boy, but I'm a medium boy, and I don't, I didn't want to like build up a podcast about Melee based off of like, how I looked. And the other reason why is because if I don't have internet at where I live, then doing video is going to be impossible. And I was like, uh, we'll start with audio only. I've never had my face on a profile picture for Twitter before, which is mainly where I do all of my smash social media, not, not on Instagram or, or whatever else, but all that to say, it's cool to hear how there are more than just people like me and you that there's this whole community that builds around the concept of instead of seeing me, the person streaming, you see, uh, well, well, avatar is one way to say it, but just VTubing. So since you're part of that community, more or less, like how much crossover do you get? Or do you participate in like, I don't know. I think about VTubing and Illuminati groups, just like, (laughs) you may become a VTuber or you may not become a VTuber. Like, I don't know about any of that world. So please, if you could fill me in a little bit or what your favorite part of VTubing has been so far. Okay, so uh, ever since I was a little kid, I actually wanted to become anime. So now I am. (laughs) No, that's not actually it. Um, So uh, how did I actually become a VTuber? I feel like that's a question I should answer. Um... So, basically, I was hanging out in a Godface SSBM's chat one day, and Godface asked me the question of, Hey, Cupid, why don't you become a VTuber? And I thought about it for a little bit, and I couldn't give, like, a legitimate answer. So, as a result, I became a VTuber. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, there, there, there's a lot of, like, surprise perks, like... It's really hot outside right now. I don't know if you guys know about the heat wave in the West Coast, but uh, I am a West Coast boy, and uh, I can stream shirtless and not have to worry about getting reported. It's great. <laughs> uh, there's there's more to it than that. Um, uh, I think being a VTuber overall is probably better for growth because it's like, oh, wow, another webcam Andy who's just, like, I don't want to sound too conceited but like oh wow this guy is above average looking but he's not good at the game so why would i watch him (laughs) you know so it's like oh wow this guy is anime i like anime (laughs) (laughs) and then boom that's that's how we get new viewers (laughs) no that's yeah i'm I'm not entirely doing it for clicks but i'm partially doing it for for clicks (laughs) if if i'm being entirely honest (laughs) so about your streaming community now sorry your own streams community i'm talking about twitch.tv slash poor cupid that's where you can this the link will be in the description of the podcast episode but all that to say how do you like the people who come in and hang out on your stream do you like them? This is like a performance review for chat now. So if anybody's still here and listening, you can feel free to say how much you like Cupid or say, you talk yourself up as well. But for you, Cupid, do you feel like you try to purposefully cultivate how chat interacts with you? Or do you just kind of let it ride? Like, 
I feel like there's just different approaches to to streaming like and how you want people who are in your chat to be but do you put a lot of thought into this or is this just like eh whatever nah i'll be honest if anyone just shows up in my chat and says something i'm incredibly happy about it i love everybody <laughs> in my chat i haven't had anyone who's just like oh this guy is here again he's so toxic i gotta ban him no i never had that even one time uh my stream actually started off as a lot of my IRL friends, and uh, recently with CNC, it's like a lot of the people who entered started following, and then it's like, oh, wait, hold on. My stream is growing at, like, a pretty alarming rate. I've pretty much doubled in followers since I did the first CNC. And, uh, yeah, it's huge, rapid growth. And I'm thankful for everyone who's here. Uh... And then, of course, becoming a VTuber also helped. Uh, I think it helped my viewer retention because uh, my average viewers increased when I became a VTuber by, like, double. So, uh, since average viewers is a very important statistic, I am very grateful for all of you who are still in my chat. Uh, Firepuff12 is now here, by the way. Very important to note. Let's go, Firepuff12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Firepuff's been chilling in my chat for a while. Supernoki is also here. Check out Supernoki on Twitch. Supernoki's the homie. Uh, Girth Dad. Yes, that is his tag. He's sick at the game. He's actually cracked. Um, and those are the three in my chat currently. Um, yeah, all these people are people that I'm, like, homies with. Like, um, Girth Dad, I occasionally go hang out at his house. Firepuff huge homie massive help in getting me out there as a person and supernoki who i mod for uh i'm definitely always chilling in supernoki's chat if he's live except for like right now i believe he's live and uh i am streaming this so i can't really be there uh but yeah he's been helping me figure out what's up with my car lately he's been a huge help like i I personally find that a huge amount of just, like, Melee as a whole is just, like, such good people to be around. And there's only, like, a few outliers who are like, wow, this guy's, eh. you know? Those are the people who want to be anime but can't for whatever reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, no, no, no. It's, it's not about anime, you know? It's, it's about, you know, just being chill. All you got to do is be chill. <laughs> I love that. Yes, of course, I think that is definitely yeah. <laughs> being super high octane stressed all the time while streaming doesn't seem like a very fun thing because, I mean, if you want to be super high octane stressed, you just go get a job. At least you don't have to be in front of an audience most of the time while doing that. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that overall you feel like, oh, this is cool when you, when you uh, well, clock in is the wrong way to put it, but in, I guess in one way it is when you're live and you have to entertain and all that other kind of stuff yeah so i'm also happy to hear that hosting cnc has led to growth for your stream which just means that people like what you offer so and there and there's a lot of different events that run basically every night for melee so if people are entering in your event over and over again that means you're doing a lot of good good things a lot of doing a lot of things right so yeah. congratulations to you for that and so as you look into the future, are you going to 
figure out a way to become anime in real life if you go to an IRL tournament? Is hosting one of your own something that you want to do someday? Or, um, or is there something else that you're excited about as you move into the rest of the summer of Melee and fall as well? All right. So as, as I've said before, um, like I, uh, like I mentioned, uh, my IRL identity is not really a secret. So, uh, like I don't really have to host stuff IRL because our local scene already does that. Um, I've been considering, however, and this is huge speculation. Like there's so much that has to go right for this to occur, but I was thinking about hosting, like a major sort of deal like with like a thousand dollar pot bonus in the future uh it would be like like i said well in the future and not anytime soon but i do want to hold a bigger tournament uh with cnc my goal is always just to make the bracket run as smoothly as possible so everyone can have as much fun as possible and i mean it's been working out great people love the bracket and other people have been getting great content out of my bracket as well. I mean, if, if you've seen Firepuff's YouTube channel recently, he's got a lot, Ooh, yeah. a lot of highlights from my tournament, and a lot of a lot of cool clips. And I'm really glad that I catch a lot of those on my stream because that's good stuff right there. Um, and yeah, as I've said, I like to get other small streams in there because you know it helps it helps them out, helps me out if you know we're all getting in there. Yeah, Supernoki also made a highlight vid. Um, he went Roy pretty much the entire bracket, and then he made it to, I think it was Grands of the amateur bracket with just Roy. And yeah, he he, he schmooved. Gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah. So, like, it's it's like a whole community thing at this point, you know? It's not just about me and my need for streaming good stuff which you know i can't even do it now because cnc was always like okay you guys can enter my bracket for free i'll give you guys i don't know like 20 bucks or something if you do <laughs> i'll pay out to top three so everyone actually tries and then yeah it'll be great so um yeah it just sort of it sort of grew a little bit more than i was prepared for i'll be honest i asked uh, velparia who is another vtuber uh of the melee community to be like hey vel can you help me out here because uh i don't exactly have a lot of entrance and uh i think it would be cool if there were more entrance and vel was like yeah i got you and then she uh so she was like hey everyone join this bracket and then the bracket went from 20 entrance to 38 entrance and i was like whoa <laughs> there's there's levels to this whole streaming thing so uh yeah uh as for IRL Melee, though, um, yeah, I don't really host anything. We have other TOs here that do that. Um, I'm going to mostly stick to hosting online stuff because I feel like that's the easiest for me. But if you, at, in the, at, at the long-distant future, help facilitate something in, in, in your region and have really cool bracket get some higher level players in have all of the stream community people that are local around you show up and be like, yeah. And that would be, that'd be something that could be really cool down the line, down the line. But I, I love the idea of you continuing to host CNC online and, and continuing to build the community that seems to, you know, like by proxy, like Valparia helping out and then people making content like Firepuff 12 out of the tournament series that you're running and for you 
it suits your situation as well. So that all sounds great. And I hope that you're able to continue that. And hopefully after July 5th here on your big donathon or however you pronounce it stream yeah. on July 5th, July 5th, yes. just drop a follow on the stream now at <laughs> twitch.tv slash poor Cupid. It'll be in the description of the podcast episode. So just do that, please that you can continue to be able to do this kind of stuff for the community around you and for Melee. Yeah, tragically, I actually have to put, I had to put CNC on hold due to all of this current financial barrage that I have to deal with. Uh, I just don't have the money to justify giving out the pot bonus. And uh, that really just like, it sucks because there's so many people who love that tournament series and I love it. I just, you know, I, w I want to keep running it, but it's just not the same without the the whopping $11 for first place, you know? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. An idea. Wait a minute. What if somebody just on Monday says they'll they'll give you like a $20 or $30 like prize pool for a tournament on Monday? Do you want to do that or are you trying to do other stuff for the stream? Because you didn't mention running a CNC on Monday. Um, I mean, I could. I haven't really advertised that there would be a CNC on Monday, but if I, I don't know, I don't. If if there's gonna be a tournament on Monday, I kind of want to make it like some sort of like a stretch goal or something, because like twenty dollars is gonna. While while it will definitely help me out, it it like donating twenty dollars is gonna go back into the pot bonus and then you know i'll run a bracket i'll commentate that whole bracket and then i'll be tired and i'm worried that i won't be able to do the full stream after commentating so if i were to do actually like something like that it would have to be later in the night on like tuesday and tuesday would be you know oh i've already been streaming for 24 hours so it would be like you know oh funny delirious man is now commentating funny <laughs> yeah hey that makes that makes sense so that's hopefully at some point down the line there can be a triumphant return to the cnc tournament series it's just not for now and i think that's great that you know what you need to do to be able to make it through a third a potentially 36 hour stream so hopefully you'll get there because the donations come rolling through to do that yeah. Alrighty. So to close us out, if you want to offer any other thoughts about any of the things that we discussed so far, and then also to tell the people where to find you one more time. Um, yeah. So once again, I, I am usually on twitch.tv slash poor Cupid, uh, P O O R C U P I D. Uh, I stream, pretty inconsistently i'm not gonna lie uh mostly i stream when the internet allows it which speaking of i am really glad that i didn't lose connection during this entire podcast i was fully expecting it to do that but you know we didn't so we're here um i want i want to give a shout out to firepuff 12 huge homie massive help in all of the uh all of the getting my stuff out there uh and yeah like as I've said, I'm down $800 because of my car right now, and I, I kind of need help here. And honestly, like, to bring back CNC, 
it's probably... I'm probably going to need more than just to fix my car, if I'm going to be honest. I am a broke boy. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a it's rough out here. But the, the goal of 800 would be absolutely massive for me. And then the full goal of 1800 would be like, okay, I'm going to take this $1,800 and I'm going to find ways to give it back to the community. So I'm going to use it to improve my stream. I'm going to, you know, up the pop bonus on a couple of the CNCs, stuff like that. Um, you know, all that good stuff. I just genuinely, I would just be happy if, if like new people popped into the chat, said happy birthday. Cause that by itself is huge for me. Well, you can count me in on the on at least the happy birthday thing. I'm sure I can find a dollar or two to add to the donathon. But the point is, is that you'll have me at the very least on July 5th for a few minutes while I'm working yeah. <laughs> and figure that out. And all the things that we talked about, the links to twitch.tv slash poor cupid and also you're on twitter as well so that's probably worth a follow as well at rsc cupid yep so it's the l three letters rsc and then cupid after that that'll be in the description of the podcast episode as well so one more time cupid thank you so much for joining me on bottom of the smash mountain yeah and thank you for having me why is it so quiet oh right transition Look, in case I didn't make this clear, in case Cupid didn't make this clear, please, on July 5th, and before then, go to twitch.tv slash poorcupid. It's in the description of the podcast episode. You have no excuses. <laughs> Basically, Cupid is in need of some emergency boosting funds, and let's just do that, okay? Here's the deal. A lot of summit voting shenanigans is happening right now, and that's all fine and well. I love all the spectacle and fireworks of the summit voting process. However, there's someone who is in need here. I'm referring to Cupid. And it would be really cool if some of you could save a few extra dollars for Cupid and the donation stream that he will be doing on July 5th. So <clears throat> just a thought. And I will be stopping in myself. I'll throw a few extra dollars that I have, despite the fact that I'll be moving into a house which requires settlement, which requires down payment, which they are looking at my bank accounts very closely right now. They'll be like, <laughs> what's this donation to this streamer? And I'll be like, it had to be done because Melee, that's the magic of Melee. Okay, that is all the shelling that I'm going to do. But now you know that I really, really, really wanted to impress it upon all of you to go to the stream and support Cupid. Okay. I don't really have anything else that I want to get into. Oh, no, you say. What about what about your tournament experience? Please talk about it. Talk about it. Okay, look. <clears throat> I will talk about it, but I'm going to hold you down for another episode. The next episode is when I will talk about my tournament experience in full. I promise. <laughs> In the meantime, go to the YouTube channel, Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Just look that up, Bottom of the Smash Mountain on YouTube. Or just go to the Twitter, at BSMPod. The link to the YouTube channel is in the bio of, or the website link in the top of the Twitter page of at BSMPod to find the YouTube channel, to find the interviews that I conducted at the local that I went to this past Saturday. So... All that to say, you got plenty of content from me that you can get into, but hearing about my tournament experience in full, 
you will just have to wait until the end of the next episode. So I guess you'll have to come back. Ooh, hey, there's a hook or a call to action. Come back for the next one, I guess. But either way, I'm very appreciative of all of you listening and for supporting Cupid. And let's go Melee. We'll catch you next time.